Good morning, welcome. Today's Torah portion for Friday, the sixth portion of the combined portion of Ayakel Pkude, chapter 39, verse 22, continuing in the description of the garb of the high priest, Bayas, and he made Esmi'il Ho'ephod, the robe of the ephod, Mase Oreg, the work of woven work, a weaver, Khalil Tchelas, all of blue, and as we've seen in the picture, when we learned this in Tetzavet, it was a beautiful blue robe-type garment. Ofi Hami'il Beteche, and the whole of the robe within it, Kipi Sachra, like the hole in a coat of mail, Safa with a binding, double stitching around its mouth, Saviv roundabout, good morning, Lo ye korea, it should not be torn. Bayasu al shuli hamiil, and they made upon the skirts of the robe, remene tcheles vargomon shoni, a design of pomegranate shape made of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn. It doesn't mean that they attached pomegranates to it. It means that they had designs shaped like pomegranates made of blue, purple, and scarlet threads. Moshs are all twined, woven together with linen, as we learned earlier, the mixture of material. In addition, Vayasu, they made palmenes of toyer, bells of pure gold, and these were real bells which jingled. Vayitnu es ha and they placed the bells. Besei within the designer pomegranates, al shuli hamiil upon the skirts of the robe, saviv roundabout, between the pomegranates. So you had pomegranates made out of material and then bells between them. How did this work? Pamein virimein, a bell and a pomegranate. Pamein virimein, a bell and a pomegranate. Al shuli hamiil saviv at the bottom of the skirts of the robe roundabout, the shores. This was a garment used for ministering, kasher tzivo Hashem es Moshe, as God commanded Moshe. And this was a very interesting, beautiful, unique type garment, which again the high priest had to wear as part of his uniform. 27 vayasu, and they made es hakosnes sheish, the tunics or, or shirts of linen, Masi Oreg of woven work, the Aaron Olivana for both Aaron and his sons. And this was like a long type shirt which the Kohen wore next to his body, going long down, covering his uh, thighs up to the knees or, or lower, depending upon which interpretation you follow. The Esamit's Nephis, as well as the hat, Sheish of fine linen, Vespari Amig boys, and the headdress. Sheish of fine linen, and the pants as well. So the regular Kohen had four garments. He had this, he had pants, he had this long shirt, he had the hat, and he had 29, the belt, but first we have a Rashi in 28, this means the ornament of the hats, or the ornamental hats, and this was a, a creative, artsy type, a whitish hat. 29, we have Avnate and the belt, 
sheish mozor of fine twine linen, boschelas vagomus elashoni maserekim, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, the work of a weaver, kashet siva shemes mesha, as God commanded Moshe. 30, vayasu esatzitz, getting back to the special garb of the high priest, they made the headplate, nezer akedesh, the holy crown, so to speak, zof turret was a golden band made of pure gold, vayichtavol oven, they engraved upon it, michtav, a writing, pituchechesem, like the engravement, the engraving of a signet ring, they wrote the words, kodesh Lashem, holy to Hashem, showing that the Kohen Gogol was dedicated to the service of God. And they placed upon it sealed chelas, a blue thread, in order to fasten it upon the hat above. This is one of the 18 or 19 times where it says exactly as God commanded Moshe. Now we touched upon this earlier in Titzavah. You had a lot of stuff going on upon the head of the high priest. Some of the stuff you had going on was you had this band of gold about here saying Kodesh Lashem. You had the regular hat that every Kohen wore as Rashi added from the oral law. You also had between the band and the hat that's filmed. And then you had this blue thread that held it up. And in some places it says the blue thread was on the hat. In some places it says the hat was on the blue thread. Very complex. And that's why we have another Long Rashi, very unusual for this portion, because this portion has very few Rashis. Rashi tells us, 31, Through these ribbon-like threads, He set it upon the hat, like a crown. Now that suggests that the gold plate went on the hat. So you would think that the gold plate goes, if you're looking at me for a second, over the head, on the hat? Absolutely not. The gold plate went on the forehead. So why does it mean on the hat? So that's why Rashi says, It's impossible to say that the gold plate went on the hat. Because in tractate, in the Talmud, we learned that not only was the gold plate not on the hat, but the hair of the high priest, if he had any hair, if he didn't, he used Rogaine. The hair of the high priest was visible between the plate and the hat. That's where he put the tefillin on. And the plate was on the forehead. So the hat is on the head. And the plate was on the forehead. What does it mean it's sitting on the hat? Lucy, explain it to me. Furthermore, here he says, they placed the thread of blue. But by the commandment says, you place it upon the thread of blue. Is the ribbon on the hat? Is the hat upon the ribbon? What's going on here? So Rashi says they're all true. The story I love to tell of the litigant who comes to the house of the rabbi, presents his case. The rabbi says, you're right, you're right, you're absolutely right. The other litigant presents his case. The rabbi says, you're right, you're right, you're absolutely right. The rabbinson says, how could they both be right? Their cases were presented diametrically opposed to each other. It's impossible. The rabbi said to her, you're right, you're right, you're also right. So Rashi says here, everybody's right. 
this thread of blue, are like ribbon-like threads, with which to fasten to the plate, with which to fasten it to the hat, because the plate goes from ear to ear, on the forehead, across the forehead. What's going to hold it there? So they were fastened to the plate, blue like ribbons, to its two ends, in the middle, with which he fastened it, and then he hung it upon the hat, when it was upon his head. Furthermore, it had two ribbon like threads at every end, one above, and one below the side of this forehead, in the middle, because that's the easiest way to bind it. Binding is a minimum of two. He binds the two sides. Behind him, by the, by the nape of his neck, and he places it upon the hat. Why doesn't it say plural, many ribbons? But clearly, it was not less than two. In the Choshen story, there were two. And being that we needed to tie, there were four. So it's acceptable that language. And therefore, Rashi says that this was a very complex way of fastening the plate. It went under the hat, it went over the hat, and the Kohen Godel's head was a very busy place. Okay, 32. Vatechel, kol avodas, mishkan, ohel moed. This is a very historical declaration. And all of the work of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting was completed. Mazel tov. Vayasu b'nei Yisrael, and the children of Israel did. Kechel asher tziva Hashem es Moshe, kein osu, according to everything that God commanded Moshe, that's what they did. And if my memory serves me correct, being that it doesn't say ka'asher tziva Hashem es Moshe, but it says here kechol asher tziva Hashem es Moshe, this is the 19th time which the Balaturim, we talked about the Balaturim earlier, actually the actual Balaturim comes down in the Parsha later. 30, we talked about this yesterday. 32 of Ayasu b'nei Yisrael's hamalocha kechel according to everything that, the, that Hashem commanded. In fact, let's take a moment now and look at this. Baal haturim, 32, Vatechel kol avodas hamishkan. Kol avodas mishkan. The Baal Haturim comments on the words, the first four words of verse 32, and he completed all of the work of the tabernacle, says the Baal Haturim that these words have the numerical value of Be'esrim v'chamisha b'kislev nigmar, that this was completed, good morning, on the 25th day of Kislev, which is Hanukkah, the day of the dedication, that's when they completed it. Now, opening day wasn't until Rosh Chodesh Nisan. They, were, they needed to finish their building permits. They were dealing with building and safety. But they finished the 25th of Kislev. 
Now, the Balaturim also says, Vatechel, to tell us that now that the Mishkan was complete, Kiato Kilo Meleches Kol Ha'ilam, that the task of the entire world, the world was now complete, because the world now had a tabernacle, a, 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 a holy temple, so for the first time, the world was in a state of completion. These are some teachings in the Baal Haturim. Back to the Chumash, verse 33 in this combined portion. So they brought the Mishkan to Moshe. Remember, this was a portable edifice. So they brought the Mishkan to Moshe, as called the tent, as called Caleb, and all its vessels. And here comes the list. Cross of cross of clasps, boards, brichov, bars, vamudov, pillars, vadonov, and sockets. They brought it all to Moshe. Famous Rashi. Why'd they bring it to Moshe? You had all these architects, all these construction people. You had the architect, Bitzalel, Aliyev, movers and shakers. What did they bring it to Moshe for? Because they couldn't put it up. They couldn't set it up. It didn't work. Why Moshe? Because Moshe didn't do anything for the Mishkan. Moshe, the only job Moshe had, he was the fundraiser. He raised the money. He made the appeal. God allowed him to erect the tabernacle. What happened? No one could set it up. Because these boards were massive and they were heavy and it was impossible. Or as this fellow used to say when I was a kid, it's impossible. Impossible. No person could set it up. Moshe went and set it up. How's that? Omar Moshe said to Hashem, and this is something that we usually, each and every one of us, usually turn to God and say, I can't do it. I can't take it anymore. It's impossible. How can I? I can't. Said Moshe, no human being can do this. It's too heavy. It's impossible. Omar Hashem told Moshe these famous words which we have to tell ourselves every day. You go and try and do it with your hands. So it looked, Moshe was working with his hands. It looked like Moshe was doing it. Hashem was doing it. And it went up by itself. Hashem needs us to put our hands on to do it, and Hashem does the rest. The tabernacle was set up. It was set up by itself. Medrash Rabbi Tanchuma. This is a beautiful Medrash in Medrash Tanchuma that although it seemed impossible, Hashem said to Moshe, You do it, and I will make it happen. And that's a message to every one of us, especially when it comes to the work of Hashem. To, to strengthen in Yiddishkeit and so on. Okay, verse 34. 
and the coverings of the dyed ramskins, and the covering of the dyed tachash skins. I doesn't, I'm sorry, that was wrong. And the covering of the tachash skins. Rashi said earlier that the tachash was an animal which was a multicolored peacock-like animal, extinct now. It had so many beautiful colors, and that's why they used its natural skin. And the veil of the screen. The ark of testimony, and it stays, and the ark cover, and the showbread table, all of its vessels, and the showbread itself, the pure gold menorah, its lamps, the lamps of order, it's all of its vessels, and the oil for lighting, and the golden altar, which was the incense altar, and the anointing oils, and the incense of spices, and the screen of the doorway of the tabernacle, the brass altar, which was the sacrifice altar, with its brass grating, which it had as bad of its staves, as kolkelev and all of its vessels, as hakir, the laver, and its pedestal, which is the wash basin. Good morning. The hangings of the courtyard. Its pillars and its sockets. And the screen for the gate of the court. Its cords and pins. And all the vessels of the service of the tabernacle. For the Ohel Moed. Beautiful Balaturim here on verse 40. The Balaturim says that the word Amudeha is found throughout the Bible in four different places. He brings down some verses. Eis Amudeha here, Onechi Tikanti Amudeha, Selo, I established its pillars eternally, Chotzva Amudeha Shiva, Amudeha Yispalsun. Various verses, says the Balaturim, because the pillars of the Mishkan are the pillars of the world. In the merit of the pillars of the Mishkan, the world has pillars. Verse 41, as Big Bakedesh, the special plated garments for ministering, the special bags, as Big Day the, the transportation bags, what I call the beacons moving and storage bags, as Big Day Hakadesh the holy garments of Aaron the high priest, as Big Day Vonov and the garments of his Ninos of his sons, Lechahin to minister, 42, according to everything that God commanded Moshe, Cain also b'nei Yisrael, so the children of Israel did, all of the work. <coughs> 43, and Moshe surveyed all of the work, and behold, they had completed it. Kasher tziva Hashem. Exactly as God commanded Cain also, so they did. As the old saying goes, when all else fails, follow the directions. They followed the directions. Vayevorech Esa Moshe, and Moshe blessed them. Rashi says, what blessing did Moshe give them? And why do we need a blessing? Vayevorech Esa Moshe. This is a very important message in Rashi. Omar Lohem, Moshe said to them, Moshe says, listen guys, I've been around the block a couple times, says Moshe. 
you work and you work and you work and sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you're successful, sometimes you're not successful. You can spend years working on a project and it can fall through the cracks. You can bump into something and in 10 minutes you can have the deal of your lifetime. How does it work? Said Moshe, after all the hard work, we need the blessing. Every time we go to work, we need blessing. And that's why, what is the first thing every Jew recites? After Shabbat, Shabbat is a day of rest. Right after Shabbat, we're already working. Why do we recite this blessing? Because we want our work week to be fruitful and productive. Now let's look at this Rashi. What did he tell them? <clears throat> he said, Yehirotzin, may it be God's will. Shetish Rashchina, that the Divine Presence dwell, in the work of your hands. It's not enough to work. You need blessing. What blessing did he give them? He told them that which we say every Saturday night, right after the Amidah. We say, God, Shabbos is over. Boom, we go to the blessing. Before we say, Aleinu. What do we say? Vihinoam Hashem Elokeinu Aleinu, Omase Yodeinu, etc. May the pleasantness and sweetness and grace and blessing of Hashem, our God, come down upon us. May He bless the work of our hands and establish it, make it successful. God, bless our work. Now, wait a minute. What does this have to do with Moshe? This is in the Tillim. I'll never forget. My father of blessed memory used to tell me this story. That there was a fellow who grew up, a very simple, ignorant fellow, but he grew up davening. But in his shul, they never said Tillim. He was an ignorant man. He walked into a shul one day, and they're giving out Tillims, and they're announcing the page for Tillim. So he says, Rabbi, what is this? A new book, Tillim? He says, yeah, this is the Tillam book, famous book. He says, really, who wrote it? He says, King David. He looks through the Tillam. He says, ah, a big chocham King David was. He took half the sitter, put it in a book, called it Tillam, and it's his book. For those who don't get the joke, half the sitter comes from the Tillam. <laughs> the Tillam is the source for much of the sitter. He says, King David, a big chocham, takes half the sitter, puts it in a book. That's what we call plagiarism. What's Moshe Rabbeinu got to do with the Tillim? So, so Rashi tells us, This is one of the 11 chapters. There's 11 chapters of Tillim. See, the truth of the matter is that King David did not author the whole Tillim. There were a bunch of authors. Moshe, Avram Avinu, the sons of Korach, Asun. There's like a whole bunch of authors. Moshe Rabbeinu authored 11 chapters. Which 11 chapters? From Tfilo Limosha, the prayer to Moshe, which is chapter 90, through Mizmor Letodo, which is chapter 100. So it's 11 chapters. 90 through 100, 90 is, is 11 chapters. So <clears throat> Tfilo Limosha ends with this prayer, Noam Hashem Elokeinu Aleinu, Omasiyodeinu Kono Aleinu, Omasiyodeinu Kono Abi, if you really want to figure it out, you're going to have to take your socks off, because we're talking about 11. Okay, this is the end of this beautiful Torah portion.